Welcome to Entrepreneurship Over Coffee. I'm your host, Sorab Amiri, and this is my first ever podcast where I will be discussing what entrepreneurship can do for you and I and how it can be indeed the resistance to various sorts of oppressions, maybe economic or social. So since this is the first podcast, I would love to have, first of all, introduce myself to you, all of you listeners. Again, my name is Sorab Amiri. I live in Germany, but I am an Iranian. I'm the son of refugee uh, parents, to be exact, political refugees, making me an immigrant. So what brings me to entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship is something that I have pursued unknowingly since 2015, as I started my first ever successful um, coffee venture based out of Costa Rica, where my co-founders and I, we have developed an e-commerce platform working with smallholder coffee farmers to increase their specialty coffee by up to 300% by simply remodeling the structure of the logistical routes and getting rid of each middleman as much as possible. Now, where am I now with entrepreneurship? Actually, I am in Nairobi, Kenya since February 2018, working on my second startup called Kumasu. So before I go on and tell you more about Kumasu, I guess let me tell you why I am pursuing what Kumasu is and maybe you'll get an idea of what it is about. So healthcare, which is a completely necessary part of our continuous human discussion, remains obviously an issue everywhere around the world in different shapes and forms. And I have taken on the issue of health through the lens of the refugee crisis as I was applying for a particular competition called the Hulk Price Challenge back in 2016 with what you can imagine dealt with the refugee crisis. I wanted to then tackle the issues of HIV AIDS, STIs and urine tract infection by making use of urine testing strips and USSD technology which is basically allowing patients to use their feature phones to potentially have booking appointments or remain in touch with their doctors or their nurses via their feature phones, via SMS, as privately as possible. So, considering my background as an immigrant and a son of refugee parents from Iran, I obviously wanted to apply for this Hulk Price Challenge which had to deal with refugees. Um, however, my reason for going in the route of health is because of family reasons and I generally am a believer that sometimes entrepreneurs pursue something due to their own deep fear of what they're pursuing. So for me, health has always been something that I've been always scared about and I always was wondering more recently how can one actually receive services much quicker in a much, uh, much sort of like efficient way. So therefore, I applied for it with two of my initial co-founders at that time, back from college times at Earlham College in Richmond, Indiana. And we made it actually to the regional finals in San Francisco at UC Berkeley. But as you can imagine, we did not make it to the finals. Now, that is absolutely not a bad thing because I'm actually very thankful about that. We had a lot of practical issues. We did not, a lot of the stuff that we made, tried to put out in terms of our sort of solution didn't make sense. It was just too much. Anyways, I got back, got back to college. I applied to an incubator called the Watson Institute based in Boulder, Colorado. And I made it actually for a four month incubation program that started in, I want to say, August 2017 until December 2017. There, the idea changed a little bit. I only pursued the platform then to be just with USSD. And I completely got rid of the urine testing strips. And after three crowdfunding campaigns, I was able to actually raise close to $2,500 to make it to Nairobi, Kenya, starting in February 2018 up until now today. 
and we're currently in June 2018. However, as you can imagine, by the nature of entrepreneurship and solutions always being subject to change, my idea changed again. And that literally happened two weeks into my stay here in Nairobi as I went to a part in Nairobi called Kibra, which is a slum where I've had interviews with everyday people there for a few hours here and there just to discover like what the issue is like and if the proposed solution is actually something that would make sense on an on-the-ground perspective. Now, even though all of them were very keen of a solution of that and they very much sort of reinstated that the problem that I was describing actually is an issue, which is that it is difficult for people to access HIV AIDS and STI services properly because of stigmatization issues and that using their feature phones to remain in touch with their clinics would add that extra privacy level to it. Now, I understood that it would work, but then the question comes in of where does the money come from? How do I remain sustainable? Would I be a nonprofit? Would I be a for-profit? How would I make that happen? I realized that even though these people would be more than happy to use a solution like that, it was never going to work out because they were not able to pay for a service like that, making it ultimately more difficult for me to remain sustainable considering that I would want to make an impact on a very large and rapid level. However, what I didn't realize alongside two of my Kenyan co-founders is that I sense that there's actually also other issues within health, not just in low-income levels, but also in middle-income levels, I'd say, in Kenya, in Nairobi, to be honest, I would say, honestly, which is the lack of visibility and information between patients and healthcare providers. Because of the heavy laws that exist with the Kenyan Medical Association here in Kenya, healthcare providers are not actually allowed to advertise themselves um, to patients, through billboards, social media. They're not allowed to do targeted uh, advertisement at all. It is very difficult, that's what I'm trying to say which makes it difficult for a patient to actually know where's what. And something that actually completely is a way for Kenyans to discover a particular doctor, let's say gynecologist, is they ask 10 different friends. And then the question is not just, hey, do you know a gynecologist that I could go to? The second question is, would you recommend this gynecologist to me? Is this gynecologist actually good? Because here in Kenya, it's also just a question also about quality and not just is that person there or not? That process is incredibly inefficient. And in return, because of that, there's not a real way for these patients to actually demonstrate their so-called satisfaction of their visit. How was it? And the reason why this is important is that only 27% of Kenyans are actually on their health insurance in the entire country, meaning that most people are still paying out of their pocket. And funny thing happens when you start having to pay for health care visits or whatever out of your pocket and health is not just an individual problem but also an outpatient uh, sorry and also a household issue you start wanting to know if you're getting what your money's worth so maybe a particular person in nairobi might be willing to walk an extra two miles to see a dentist for an outpatient visit for let's say ten dollars rather than the one that is closer to him or her where they would have to pay $20. That is something that's an issue here. A, patients don't have an ability to actually discover healthcare providers on a website with location, cell phone numbers, email address, uh, the doctors that are available, the, the sort of service that they offer, 
but then also they don't have actually a place to see how much is an outpatient visit cost and how long is it for. And for the healthcare provider side, the issue is that they do not have a way to see sort of like reviews or read anything where they can see how do patients perceive their service in order to improve themselves. Considering that being a healthcare provider here is still a business. You're competing on a level with everyone here in Nairobi. Therefore, my co-founders and I, we are developing a platform, a mobile application that is called Kumasu. Kumasu is a mobile application that is allowing patients to discover all sorts of healthcare providers based on their needs, their preferences, and, health, and their financial resources. The reason why we see this as important is because we're solving the issue of patients being able to discover through a whole database that is exact and that is very um, reliable. Um, it has a lot of reliable information on all sorts of healthcare providers. But B, also, it provides the services that they offer, but also how much it costs. That allows patients to make more conscious and better healthcare decisions for their next visit. Now, this particular mobile application serves also healthcare providers because we are allowing these patients to help one another by creating something called the Yelp effect. The Yelp effect comes from an application called Yelp that is a restaurant app where restaurants are displayed and people are commenting and rating their experience. This is incredible because Yelp has created a community of people helping one another. This is exactly that we can replicate on a sort of healthcare level. And we've discovered that healthcare providers are actually very keen on something like that. It would actually motivate them. We've been speaking to roughly 30 different kinds of healthcare clinics, and all of them have stated to us that this would be something motivating to them because they don't actually know how to create better service. How can they maybe do a better process of registering patient, new patients to make sure that they don't have such a long waiting time? These are things that could be very well discovered through data. And data through rating, commentary, by just being able to read this from a healthcare pro uh, provider's perspective, it will aid them in doing exactly that and improving the service. Currently, the app is already on the Google Play Store. We only are offering on Android because most Kenyans are on the Android application. We're very much currently bootstrapping everything. And I, I'm very blessed that I've been coming this far alongside both my co-founders who are Kenyans. And yeah, this is my story. I'm Sorap Amiri. I'm aiming to be a health tech entrepreneur. And I'm hoping that Kumasu will go a long, long way in improving the healthcare decisions of many, many Kenyans. We're starting small. We're starting in Nairobi, Kenya. And we're hoping to work with many more healthcare providers. However, I'm not just here in making this podcast, which I named as Entrepreneurship Over Coffee. Not just about me, but I want to speak with other entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs my age, entrepreneurs younger than me, entrepreneurs older than me. It does not matter. Male, female, doesn't matter where they're from. But I want to highlight the stories of many, many people. In the next coming episode, hopefully I will be having a new guest on the show. And I will be introducing them. And they will tell us a bit about their story. And hopefully this will motivate you. And hopefully this will engage you in potentially starting something on your own or understanding that maybe you don't have to necessarily just start something, but maybe you can be part of something. 
something that you believe in, something that you believe is right. Because I'm a strong, strong believer that entrepreneurship can truly be the resistance to the oppression of many, many things in this world. Maybe economic, maybe social. And that's it. That's the first podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Again, my name is Sorap Emiri, co-founder and CEO of Kumasu. And I'm so excited to discuss what entrepreneurship can do for you and I. And I'm hoping to see you guys, or rather hope to have you guys join into the next podcast. Have a wonderful day. Bye.